Today you get the Pantoja effect. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, I can never sleep, I don't got too many days. Uh, food for thought, feeding your success with the base. Uh, I can't quit the game, gotta focus till I finish. Uh, I was in the cage, yeah, now I know I'm living. Uh, they be working hard, trying to keep you in the chains. Uh, if you got your mind charged, you ain't gotta stay. Woo! Welcome to the Sam Jones Talks podcast. This is episode 14. Who do you think you are? We're not talking to Mr. Big Stuff. If you're young, you know nothing about that. But stay with me. We're talking about character displacement. We're talking about feeling as if you're displaced. You're just out of sorts. You're not who you feel you are. And sometimes the situations we go through in life, it takes us out of position. You know, when you're displaced, that means you're not in the proper place. You're in the wrong place, wrong mentality. And sometimes we feel that what has happened to us is who we are. Our experience defines us. Somebody said, just because you have kittens in the oven or just because a cat has kittens in the oven, don't make them biscuits. Where you are doesn't define who you are. So today to walk through this and bring you fruits of knowledge and goodness and treats and strategies is my man, 50 grand, Jose Pantoja. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, man, this is a pleasure. But this guy right here means so much to me on so many levels, and you're about to see why. So let's jump into who he is. Um, so really quick, if you could just walk us through like the fun time of your childhood, just the good days, sun shining and everything. It was good, man. I, I still think about those days because growing up, those friends that I had during my childhood are to this day my best friends. Because we grew up in a time where none of us had anything and we didn't want anything from each other except our friendship. We shared a can of soda. We drank water from the hose from somebody's house. We would take licks off each other's popsicle. Mm -hmm. It was like we shared what we had because what we had was all of ours. And those friends, I think about them today and, and, and it brings a smile to my face because it was just pure joy, pure joy. Wow, and so what inspires you when you think of things that move you? What are some of those things? Well, the main thing that moves me and it has moved me since I was a child was that I've always wanted to make my parents proud. I've always wanted to honor them, and that's what has always motivated me. That has been at the top of what drives me to be who I am, what drives me to do what I do is because I've always wanted, and I still do want to make them proud. Why is that important to you? They, they come from a, 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 you know, humble, poor beginnings. You know, they came here from Puerto Rico. My mother, possibly junior high school, if any high school at all. My father, second grade education. Um, and I seen the struggle and I saw what they did to get us here. And there were issues internally in the home, but my drive was this. If I can do something great, it'll make everything around me better. Mm -hmm. You understand that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why I am the way that I am because I feel like if I do great things, those around me will be better because I'll be able to provide for them and make them. And something someone else on this podcast earlier you feel like you can take care of them. Mm. And I think, I guess that's what I want to do. I just want to take care of those that I care for and love. And if I can inspire somebody else to do the same thing, that's 
like a double dose of a good thing. Right, right, right. The rising tide floats all boats or something like that. Yeah, so by you doing well, it just raises everything around you. And man, that's why it's so necessary for young people and people everywhere to just become more conscious and kind and filled with, you know, respect and love for each other because that kind of mentality starts changing the morale and the environment around us all, you know, so. I like to see, uh, you, you're, you're feeling it. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you, and we're That's just starting, good man. good stuff, man. We're just starting. So, let me ask, what was your home life like? My father had an alcohol issue, so I grew up in a home during my early years where my father was an alcoholic. Um, so, it, it, was, it was good when I could escape the alcoholism, and it was bad when I was involved during those times where the alcohol was uh, causing uh, situations. How did it affect you? Because I know a lot of people go through it and they feel like they're alone and it's not something you feel like you could talk to somebody about because mm -hmm. you're embarrassed, you don't want to admit this or that. How did, you, how did you cope? What was that like? It just made me um, want to make things better, I guess. You know, I, that's, that, that, I guess that goes back to making doing great things to make everything that's around me better. And I, I really believe that that if I had the opportunity, I wanted I would make it better. Mm. I, I just believe that I was placed there for a purpose. I, I, at being young, I, I didn't understand it, but there was more to, to, to life than what was going on in the house. And for some reason I had been placed there and I, I dealt with it, I didn't like it, but it still didn't change the way I felt about my father. Mm. You understand what I say? There was a, a great respect, there was a great love, there was a great connection. It was just that he had a problem, and even at that young age, I think I understood the problem. I knew there was there was there was something greater than 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 what was going on that I couldn't see that caused him to go to that alcohol to find an avenue of escape for himself. But whatever the cause was that was taking him to drink, we felt the effect of it. So it was something that I just dealt with. And what it really did to me, and this is what I was trying to, I want to say it, but I, my mind just went somewhere else, is that it caused me to grow up real quick, man. It caused me to grow up really, really quick. How so? Because I, I, I figured out that I had to do things for myself because um, at a young age, I, you know, I had, I had a paper route, I worked in a bakery. There was no, it was like I had to fend for myself at a young age because there were things that I wanted that they couldn't give me. And my father was, did a lot of drinking and I, I would see him every night drinking a beer on a chair and there was nothing happening he he, he always found a way to provide I, I never went to bed hungry but there was things that I wanted you know I, I wanted sneakers I wanted clothes I wanted to fit in with the people outside so I had to find a way to make that happen and I, I understood at a young age that the only way to do that was to get a job so I got a paper route and I delivered papers at 6 o'clock in the morning through the streets of Trenton by myself Wow. At 12 years old, I had a big bag with the Trentonian, I think it was at that time, the Trenton Times. And on Sundays, it was really bad because it had all those inserts that you had put in there. <laughs> you, you ever have paper route? Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I, I so here I am, a 12-year-old, I'm not a big dude, and I was even smaller. I weighed maybe 80 pounds, and I'm dragging this bag. But it, it, and it didn't bother me. Like, I didn't find it difficult. It, I didn't even think about it. It was just something that I had to do because I had to provide for myself and even help my parents out with the money that I got. So it, it, 
for some reason, it, I, 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 now that I think about it, I'm like, I must have been nuts because that didn't bother me at 12 years old. Like, what was wrong with me? Well, you know what was, <laughs> what's unique about that? Being in that kind of situation with your dad shut a lot of people down, makes other people also become alcoholics. It's amazing how what that did to you was cause you to grind, which is something for most millennials and young people out there, I can't stress that enough to you. Get the desire to grind, the desire to make things happen, man, because without it, you just sit around wishing. You have this wish list of things that you think you should have, and you never do what's necessary to acquire it. It's just a dream, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not real. Your, your dreams or your aspirations become real when you grind and make certain things happen. But sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, that's not the way. I mean, you know, so I commend you, man. So Cheetos. Yeah, Cheetos, man. <laughs> your fingers is just all yellow and crumbs all over the floor. Make you thirsty. But you're going to be a millionaire. <laughs> you better wash your fingers and take it easy. Um, so let me ask you, what was the most challenging thing you had to deal with? Whether Was it that situation at home? Or what would you say was the most challenging thing you've had to deal with in life? Probably that. Probably that. Just coming from that environment and 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 and, and finding uh, a way out, man. It, 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 and I, I've never really been a person that likes to drink. For some reason, that whole alcohol thing just turned me off. Even today, I don't. I'm not. A, I don't like dealing with drunk people and stuff like that. I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like the environment. But uh, it just caused me to grow up, man, and it caused me to to um, just. Prove everybody wrong, man. I think I just want to prove everybody wrong. Okay, Jose comes from, and people knew, Jose comes from this alcoholic father. He, he, you know, he's always drunk, but guess what? I'm gonna be better. And since the young kid, for some reason, I've always felt, man, that, and I guess people who, who, who come from those type of environments, it's something inside of me, man, always told me, you were born for greatness. I don't think that I reached that greatness that I'm supposed to be at yet, but since I was a kid, Sam, I've always believed in my heart, my soul, and my spirit that I was born for greatness. Hmm. I can't explain it, but it's something that lives inside of me. And it's lived inside of me since I can remember when I was young, back to my earliest memory. Mm -hmm. It's in your DNA. And I think everybody has that written into their code, but your perspective would cause you to look at your situation and say, nah, because of that, I can't do it. No. You know, so how do you, what would you say to someone who's in a sim similar situation, a worse situation, and they're like, you know, I don't even know who I am. I know what I want to be. I have this feeling like, like Jose, that I'm supposed to be great, but look where I am. Look what's all around me. What do you say to this person so that they can like, see a pathway out i think the first thing you have to do you have to see yourself where you want to be you've got to see it before anybody sees it bro that's activating faith you've got to you got to have a vision of what you want and you have to see it before anybody sees it you have to go to that place inside your head and get that feeling and bring it back to where you are because that's going to make the difference mm. is that feeling how you feel when you get there you have to see it and then you have to say to yourself you know what I'm gonna prove everybody wrong and prove myself right because I believe it that much and it can't be taken from me. I refuse to give in to what everybody thinks about me. I'm gonna prove them wrong if it's the last thing I do. Let's say that I've experienced some type of trauma mm -hmm. and 
I'm displaced. I'm just off, you know? And I hear what you're saying. I'm watching this podcast. But somehow it sounds like it's easier said than done. You're a miracle. Somehow or another, you had vision. You got through your situation. You did it. I don't believe I can. If there's one thing, if there's one thing you can give me as a first step to take to kind of start kind of getting my mind right and putting my life in motion, what's the one thing, the first thing you would tell me? Everything starts in your mind, man. There has to be a change in, in your thought process. But you have to change your environment because when you change your environment, you change your thoughts. And when you change your thoughts, you change your life. So sometimes you got to find a way out, whatever it may be. I don't know, karate, I don't know, a friend, a business owner, someone that you can see something that you want and go ask questions, learn from them, try to get into that environment. It'll change your life. Now with the internet, there's so much information. Everything looks right. You define your own truth. Whatever is in your heart, go after it. How do you? How do they know how to center themselves in moving forward the way you're saying? What's What's the true north, north so to speak? I, 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 this is my my belief, and I tell people this all the time, and I've learned this from reading books and my own thought, that there's something inside of you that makes you happy. There's something inside of you that stirs up this feeling like nothing else, man. It just brings pure joy, and when you think about it, it gets you excited. Find that thing that does that to you, and learn as much as possible for, uh, about it, and, and just go towards it. Start walking towards it. Do whatever you have to do in order to get there. But find that one thing that you were created to do for the better of mankind, which is your purpose, and strive to get there. And find whatever way there is to get there. Read a book. Listen to a podcast. Listen to your podcast. Meet people who are at that level. Just become excited about learning about what it is that you want. And to me, that changed my life. I started reading books. I started getting into this mindset of, 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 of changing everything that I knew before and, and, and putting my mind towards what I always thought, I, I always believed I was born to do. And that's why I'm sitting here with you today. So what's your purpose? My purpose is to make everybody around me better. That's it. There's nothing else. To bring out the best in everybody that I come in contact with. That's my purpose. Is that possible? Yes, it is. So what are the steps you take to do that? Because everybody has different challenges. Somebody has been, you know, raped. Some other person is in some other emotional state where they just feel locked up. How does Jose, if you were to interact with these people, how do you help them to move out of these dark places? You just got to tell them how great they are. Just pull out their greatness, man. Just just tell them that God has a bigger purpose, that you were created for greatness, that you can't let the situation keep you down. You have to fight. You have to get out because there are people relying on you to help them and 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 sometimes we won't do things for ourselves but the love for another will cause us to do things that we won't do for ourselves for them Mm. love is is the most powerful emotion that exists love will cause you to do some stuff that you never thought you would do good or bad so you gotta yeah just 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 Tell them, speak life into them. I had a situation like that. Uh, uh, someone called me, uh, very close to me, having a breakdown. I was away. I was at the beach. <laughs> enjoying the sun. Beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And they called me. And I, I can hear the desperation in, 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 in this individual's voice. 
and I walked away from my my wife and some other friends that were with us, and I just started speaking life into this individual man. I just started talking about and every it, it, I believe it was like at a point where it was like almost suicidal. Mm. And out of desperation, they called, and, and I was able to talk to them. And then I went and bought that individual a book, and I took it to her. And I said, here, read this book. Start by reading this book about positive mind, a positive attitude. And slowly but surely, she started to come out of that. With regards to character displacement, just being out of order, we, we've talked about this before, where you see certain men who a baby boomer, you know, which means they're like 50, 50 something. Oh, baby dressing. <laughs> like, oh, well, well, you know, nothing wrong with that. Look, look at the guy. But, but they're, they're, there's a disorder. There's a character disorder because they're dressed like they're 18. They speak like they're 18. Now, if you were speaking to that individual, this is a grown man, but some kind of crisis or something that happened in his life made him feel like he had to retreat to that place, like he hasn't matured past it. There's something he's holding on to. Might be a midlife crisis, but how do you help an individual like that? You have to find out why it is that they're in that situation. Most of us live in the present moment, which is right now, but our minds are still living in the past. And our mind is attached to memories and emotions that cause us to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And because we're living in our past present, we bring those past experiences into the present and we still act as though we're living in the past, but we're actually living in the present. So that's why it says that you're living in the past present. Mm -hmm. And the only way to change that is that you have to go into the future and bring that emotion and that feeling back into the present and live off of that mm -hmm. and get rid of what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. And that way you create a new mindset and it gives you something to be, I guess, inspired and joyful about. Mm -hmm. Because in your, I, I read that in, there's, there's only one place, there's only one thing that can travel back and forth in time. It can be in the future, it can be now, it can be in the past, that's your mind. Nothing else can do that. Your mind is the only thing that can travel in time. So far, that mm -hmm. could change. Mm -hmm. But right now that's the only thing. So it's all about your mind, it's where your mind is. like. I can be right here right now, and I can be thinking about what happened to me when I was a kid. I can be thinking about my father being an alcoholic, and I can let all that bring me down and cause me to fail. Or I can think about where I want to be and what I want to do to help them to get out of that situation, and that drives me. Future present. Future present is what drives me. The past present holds you back. The future present drives you forward. Let's just let silence massage that point into our hearts and minds. That was so deep, you know, and that's, I, I posted something on Facebook and the caption of the video was look forward. I saw that. And yes. I was saying how it's difficult to fall into certain negative feelings and negative thoughts when you're fixed on moving forward. The biggest weapon used against man to keep him for to keep him from where he's supposed to be is distraction. We're so easily distracted, and when you're distracted, you're basically lost. Right. You're lost. You're just wandering around. You have no direction. You have no clue. There is no North Star. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just totally caught up in, in, in this world of complete distraction. Displaced. Displaced. <laughs> yeah, so you, if, you, you know, if you're not where you're supposed to be, then you're displaced. So we're so easily distracted. Like young kids. I was talking to a, a, a young lady today, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying to her, I have a daughter who's 24 years old. And I'm saying to her, it's, it's so difficult to be you today with all these distractions. Your whole life is being played out on a screen to a, 
uh, electronic device. Right. For the world to see. For the world to see. And everybody's trying to outdo everybody. Everybody. How do you exist in that world? It's crazy. And speaking of displaced, you know, one, one thing we spoke about before too is how there are, there's social media depression. Oh yeah. And people go through the timeline and they start looking at other people's lives and they start feeling depressed because you're looking at all, all of these great and magnificent things happen in this person's life and little do you know, that person is living in a hell of their own. They smiled and put on a pretty face for that picture, but they're depressed. And here you are going into the depression thinking that they're doing well. How do you Close turn off. off the noise? You just gotta turn it off, man. You gotta, you gotta turn everything off, man. Really, sometimes you gotta find just a quiet place. And I did it for over a year. Mm -hmm. I turned off the TV. Of course, I went to work and I had to do work, but I turned off the TV. I turned off the radio. Mm -hmm. I turned off everything, man, and I got into a place where I wanted to become better. I felt that it was time for me to try to, to make a difference in, in, in individuals' life. I, I wanted that. I've always believed that was my purpose. So I just didn't know how to do it. I was like, clueless, how do I do this? How, like, God, give me some direction. So I met with a friend of mine who's a pastor, and we shared it before. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I said, I said when, you, when you preach, it comes out so effortlessly. Like, you just open your mouth and it comes down. He says to me, he said, I, we were at a diner. He says to me, well, what happens is that whatever's inside of you is what's going to come out of you. Mm. So I was like, I, and I was like, wow, that's, that's deep. So he said to me, go get a book on something that you want and just start reading it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Bro, that changed my life. I got the bug, man. I couldn't put books down for a whole year, man. I could, I, it was just like an addiction because my mind was like a sponge, like a little kid just taking all this stuff in and I would get excited and I was learning. I'm talking to my wife and I'm sharing and they're all looking at me like I'm, I'm nuts. <laughs> I'm nuts, but my wife, did. she sat down during that whole time and just supported me silently and didn't say nothing to me. She just let me read. She was just there doing her thing, but she was by my side and I thank her for that and I'm very grateful for her. Um, and then I started listening to podcasts. Not, now I'm not, not only am I reading now, now I'm, I got Les Brown in my head. I got Zig Ziglar in my head. I got Eric Thomas in my head. I got Tony Robbins in my head. I got T.D. Jakes in my head. Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like nonstop. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't reading, I had the headphones listening to these people. So I heard Les, about February of 2017, I heard Les Brown say something. He said, um, if you read one book a month for five years, you will be among the top experts in whatever field or topic you're reading those books in. Wow. So you know what I said to myself? I don't have five years. <laughs> so I made it a personal goal to do that in a year. So I said, I'm gonna do this one year. So, and it, it, you couldn't tell me nothing, bro. I had my mind fixed on it. It was gonna happen. I don't care what I had to do. So I started reading. I was reading all kinds of books. I was at Barnes & Noble. They made a lot of money off of me that year. I was at Barnes & Noble like every Saturday buying two, three books at a time. And I was going to two or three books a week. And some, and, and somehow in my crazy mind, I had to calculate all this out. How, how, how many books I had to read per week, how many, and it was just like crazy, but I was so motivated and I wanted it so badly that I was willing to sacrifice and do whatever I had to do 
to make this goal happen for myself because it wasn't about anybody else. It was all about me becoming better because I knew if I became better, I could make those around me better because I would have the wisdom, the knowledge, the education, and the understanding to pour into them. But before I, had, but before I did all that, I had to pour into myself. I finished off with 64 books and it was such a gratifying moment, bro. I was like, I got excited. I'll, no one got excited with me because mm -hmm. no one knew. Mm -hmm. I got excited by myself. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you got to get excited by yourself, bro. Absolutely. So I was so excited and I would just sit back and I had my books all stacked up, bro. And I sit back and be like, holy mackerel. Something that I say. <laughs> I'm like, I really did this. And once I did that, man, my mind shifted to a place where I said to myself, there's nothing I can't do. Mm. There's nothing, if I put my mind to it, there's nothing I can't do. And it completely changed my life, man. Let me see if I can distill this all down <laughs> real quick. So if you're experiencing displacement, you just feel like you don't know where you are, your situation has you feeling like it's, it has put you in a mode where it's determining what you are, I want to tell you, that you are the master of your situation and your circumstance, that your situation does not define you. What happened to you is not who you are. Like I said earlier, if a cat has kittens in the oven that don't make them biscuits, where you are does not determine who you are. If you have drive, if you have a desire to push past where you are, and you're willing to work and take in information and knowledge and learn and push, you can come from displacement to victory, to greater victory. I hope this was as great for you as it was for me and reach for the highest good. Thank you so much for being here, man. Yo, thank you. Thank you, man. We're gonna see you real soon. We went there. <laughs>